This is the Horse Radio Network. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1317, where Dr. Letcher chats with Hit'em co-hosts Glenn and Jamie about five-panel testing in quarter horses, what it is, and why it's important. This episode is brought to you today by Purina Mills. Do you know how to tell if your horse is a senior? If you guessed his age, you'd be wrong, because not all horses age at the same rate. So how do you tell if your horse has entered his golden years? Well, you might notice gray or white hair around his eyes or muzzle, weight loss, low energy, a decline in dental condition, or a choppy gait due to aches and pains. If any of these describe your horse, he or she might be a senior, and it might be a good time to start him or her on Purina Equine Senior or Equine Senior Active Horse Feed. They both have active age, a proprietary prebiotic proven through years of research to support a senior horse's aging immune system. With Purina Equine Senior, greatness never ages. To learn more, visit PurinaMills.com backslash active age. Well, we have uh, Dr. Erica, is it Locker? Is that how you say it's it? It's Latcher. Latcher. And she is with Spring Hill Equine Clinic in Newberry, Florida. And, you know, we were just talking about horse shopping. Jamie has to do these for, with her clients, and it always is great for the show because it always brings up these nightmare stories when she shows up. And I'm sure you've had a few of those over the years with your clients. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Especially as a person, I, I don't know what your um, specialty is, but if you're a veterinarian, you've probably done some pretty sweet pre-purchasing games. <laughs> Like, I, I always enjoy the he's three legged lame today, but let me tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> and you're the buyer should still buy him. Yes. That's because that's tomorrow he favorite. won't be yeah. lame. He won't be lame tomorrow. It'll be exactly. fine. Yes. <laughs> How many times have I had a client tell me he's don't they said he's just lame right now, but he we can fix that. I'm like, never. This is I'm gonna put this on a t shirt and hand it out to clients. Never buy a lame horse. It's never gonna work. Can I out have that t shirt too? <laughs> Have you them in your practice? <laughs> have you gotten to ones where you said, "Why did this client even have me come out?" They saw this for themselves. I, I, oftentimes, I have wondered that. Um, I, I especially like it when you know you're paying, and sometimes it's a lot of money you're paying for my opinion on this horse, and I say the horse is lame, and they say, "But he's cute." And yes. he's a buckskin or, you know, whatever. I love and I him. him. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I'm i going to need the T-shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we will make sure I you had, get one. <laughs> I had a client that, that had, they, 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 bless his heart, his name is Chili, and he's in my backyard right now. And he was pre-purchased by a veterinarian. The veterinarian take, took us all aside and goes, listen, no matter what you do, I'm not supposed to say this, but don't buy this horse. Don't do it. You're in for a road of hell. Don't buy this horse. And they're like, but I love him. And they bought him. <laughs> of course. Yep. 
<laughs> and it's been kind of a road of hell. So there you go. <laughs> He's currently toothless with a bad back and bad hocks and a bad knee in my backyard right now because then they decided they couldn't take care of him and they gave him to me. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry, so all pre-purchase exams weren't necessarily what we were going to talk about. My no, I'm sorry, is, we got on that topic. When That's you right. pay for a pre-purchase exam from a veterinarian, take their advice. <laughs> <laughs> or if you if you hire somebody to help you buy a horse and they say don't buy that horse because that's too much horse for you, or don't buy that horse, that horse is lame, or don't buy that horse, it's a runaway. Listen to them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Same exactly. thing. Exactly. They, it just needs some training. Hey, Dr. Erica, it kind of <laughs> does apply because we're, we're kind of talking about something that you'd really don't want to get into either. So uh, it kind of does exactly. apply. Uh, so tell us, what is five-panel testing for quarter horses? We've covered this once or twice over the years, but not much. Uh, the five-panel testing is um, five diseases that quarter horses can get and quarter horse relatives, so your paints, your Appaloosas, that type of horse. Um, they can get any of these five diseases genetically, so they can get them from their parents. A few of them are really, really bad, um, and the a couple of them you can manage, but you'd like to know they have them, especially if you're going to breed them. So would so you five do panel this? Testing covers, would you do this as part sorry. of a pre-purchase to tie a bid to our previous conversation? If you were buying a quarter horse, if you have any interest in breeding this horse, yes. Okay. So yes. if it is a mare or a stallion, absolutely. Okay. Um, and if it's a gelding, depending on what you want to do, some of these can have very significant performance um, inhibition effects. Okay. So. In particular, there um, HYPP, which lots of people know about, but that is the disease that Impressive carried, um, and it causes uh, muscle contractions at times when you wouldn't necessarily like them, almost like a seizure type activity, but not from the brain, from the muscle. So you can imagine if you are out on the trail, if you're trying to turn a barrel, if you are even in a Western pleasure class, no matter what you're doing, all of a sudden your horse has what we call an HYPP attack. That's really bad. You can't continue doing whatever it is you're doing. Um, the other one of the five panel tests that has a really profound effect on performance is PSSM. And that is an acronym for polysaccharide storage myopathy. And that's why we use the acronym because that's a yeah. really <laughs> long mouthful. Um, but those horses get severe muscle cramping because they can't metabolize sugars correctly. And again, that's a problem, certainly if you're breeding a stallion or a mare, but even if you're looking at a gelding, again, if you're doing those performance activities and they're positive for this, they can have soreness, cramping, you know, all those performance limiting things that sometimes we like to blame on the saddle or the lameness or, you know, whatever, we reach up and touch their back and they drop to the ground because those big muscles are so sore. Mm. The good news about PSSM and HYPP to some extent is we can manage both of those diseases with diet, exercise, and some medication. So knowing that your horse has them would be very important for you in a pre-purchase situation. Are there particular breeds that are more susceptible to these, to these problems? Um, in particular, the five-panel testing is for the quarter horse descendants, but we also have, and we learn more every day, 
Um, we have PSSM can also be inherited in the draft and the warm blood type horses. There's also a little bit of evidence that it's inherited in Arabians, um, in particular the endurance crowd. Um, what we don't have, though, is a test for those guys. So the way genetic testing works is if there is one thing that is weird. So in like on HYPP, there's one little hitch in the get along in the genome. So it's very easy to take some hair, test it and say, oh, yep, there's a problem. In the other forms of PSSM that happen, it's probably multifactorial. So there's a couple of different genes involved and we just haven't figured out a great test for all of those yet. So there can be genetic problems in lots of different horses and we're finding out more and more how much of these issues we have are inherited. Um, you know, Arabs have a, a long line of, of fun things that they have inherited, like uh, severe combined immunodeficiency. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely disorders in every breed. It's just whether or not we have a test for it or not. I'm getting a question from a listener who's asking, what is lethal white syndrome? Lethal white is, we do have a test for that one. Um, it is common in the paint industry in particular, and that's because it is linked to what they call a frame overo. So those are the horses that have the big white faces and they have uh, a lot of white on their legs. So typically stocking or higher level white on their legs and almost always all four legs. Um, oddly enough, it is most strongly associated with the quarter horsey, you know, paint version of that as opposed to more of like the, the Pinto where you'll see that in like, uh, you know, like Clydesdales could sort of be a frame of arrow, but they don't seem to carry it. The lethal white that they carry on those, those paint horses is a, a disorder of the intestinal tract. And unfortunately it is lethal and it is lethal very quickly. Like the foals are born and within about 24 to 48 hours, you realize you have a problem. It turns out that the same cells that create the color on the horse also develop into the nervous system for the GI tract. Hmm. So these horses are born without a nervous system for their GI tract. So everything is fine as long as they're in inside mom, they come out and the GI tract has to do its own thing and it just can't do it. Those horses are almost always completely white when they're born. They may have, you know, like the medicine hat coloration on the top of their head, maybe a little, little tiny bits of color, but for the most part, you would call them all white. Okay. Question for you. I have seen the lethal white foals born. I, I worked at a vet clinic for a long time and, and the guy's was like a board certified, like they just whatever. Anyway. So he bred a lot of horses. There was one particular client who every year would have a lethal white, but kept trying to breed the horse. Do you, at some point, this always bothered me that he continued to help with this client. Um, do you at some point say, Hey, I can't do this anymore. Or is the client always right? Or do you, how do you counsel somebody or deal with that? That is a, a fine line that we walk every day. Um, and I will say that if I have a mare, um, and for, for me personally, I tend to deal with the mare side of things. I don't, I, we have some stallion work that we do, but most of our side is the mares. 
Um, so if I have a mare that say has a lethal light, um, I will then say to those owners, look, I think it is really important that you get your mare tested and we see. Um, we actually know at that point that she's a carrier because you have to have two copies of that gene to have an affected foal. So we know she's a carrier. We just don't know if she has, you know, like what level she is. And then we'll look at the the stallion and say, we need to test a stallion. We cannot breed this mare to a stallion that carries the gene. So I, I try to have those conversations ahead of time. If it's a mare owner that I pick up, you know, after the mare has been bred um, and we're now looking at a, a foal that unfortunately I now have to euthanize, which is always a very, very, very bad day. Um, yeah. You know, we're having that conversation then. If it is in the the breeding phase, um, you know, if we're in the early stages where we're talking with them about, you know, we're going to breed this mare, I will often say to them, you know, the, the chances of your mare being a frame of arrow and sometimes horses being horses, it's a little bit tricky to decide that that's actually what color she is. Um, we'll say the chances that she's a frame of arrow are decent and we strongly recommend you test her before we start the breeding process, because that's going to make the difference for you in terms of picking which stallion you go to. Uh, okay. So that's all part of the, the pre-breeding work for us if we have the mare at that point in time. Gotcha. I only gotcha. Ha- we only have a couple more minutes. I wanted to ask you, because you sound like uh, we've had a lot of vets on, and uh, you sound like you really do keep up on everything going on. What What in the equine veterinary world that's coming down the pike that you've seen articles on or seen it at, uh, at the convention. What are you most excited about that's coming down the equine veterinary? I think you're going to ask, what is she most scared of? No, I'm sorry. Gonna, I, well, I, I that actually... one answers both. <laughs> okay. Well, I get two answers because one is apropos of this conversation. And that is we are probably very close to having the ability to ship semen that is not cooled. Really? So we can do it room temperature. Yes. Yep. So that's pretty exciting. Okay, wait a minute. I got to ask how that um, happens. How does that happen? Don't get don't get mired uh, in the details, Glenn. <laughs> Just understand that she's excited about semen. That's the thing you need to take home. <laughs> yeah, that's this time of year for me. Um, <laughs> but it, it has the potential to make our lives much easier in terms of a, you know, our shipping containers can be lighter, so that can reduce shipping costs. So that's exciting. Um, also, hopefully uh, FedEx will have less propensity for losing it because they're really good at losing those boxes. Um, they know what's in it. So, you know, there's all kinds of exciting things that can happen for us with room temperature semen. So yeah. it's probably a, a few years away, but it is on the horizon and that's, that's pretty exciting. Um, the other thing that I have to say is, is, uh, me nerding out on the other side of what I enjoy, which is performance horse medicine. Um, there are some really cool things out there about understanding how horses injure themselves so that we can look at what they do and prevent it. Um, that's a big area in the human athlete looking at if you jump this way, you're more likely to tear your ACL. So let's work on training you to jump correctly so you don't tear your ACL. That is translating over into the equine world where we're trying to look at horses and say, all right, if the dressage horse does this in the pirouette, they're likely to get a proximal suspensory. So what can we do to train that horse to carry themselves just a little bit differently so that they're not likely to do that? And that's pretty exciting. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but how I would that that would be fine with me on that front. I don't like seeing injured horses. Well, yeah, and it actually gives you a whole new business, doesn't it? Because somebody has to advise on on those movements, on those things. Uh, yes, and and I will say that prevention is much more exciting for veterinarians. It's not as sexy, but it's more exciting um, than treating broken horses. None of us want to do that. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. It is Spring Hill Equine Clinic in Newberry, Florida. Is that far from Ocala, by the way? We're about an hour north. Okay. I wasn't sure. So you're above Gainesville yet or in the Gainesville area? We are due west of Gainesville. Okay. Got it. So, well, Dr. Latcher, you can come on the show anytime. Yeah, you're You've been great. a blast. And you put up with us. So that was even better. <laughs> you put up with me. So, no problem. <laughs> Spring Hill Equine. You can find them on Facebook as well. We'll put a link to it in our show notes. Thank you to Dr. Erica for joining us. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Well, there you have it. You can find links to today's guests as well as lots more tips at horsetipdaily.com. Make sure to have all of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go by downloading the free Horse Radio Network app for your iPhone or your Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Download it today. It's free. You can also subscribe via iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. And thanks again to Purina Mills for bringing this show. You can learn more about Equine Senior from Purina by going to purinamills.com backslash active age. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <laughs>